Today's devotional reading is Ephesians chapter 2. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you used to walk when you conformed to the ways of this world and of the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit who is now at work in the sons of disobedience. All of us also lived among them at one time, fulfilling the cravings of our flesh and indulging its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature children of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our trespasses. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might display the surpassing riches of his grace, demonstrated by his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance as our way of life. Therefore remember that formerly you who are Gentiles in the flesh, and called uncircumcised by the so-called circumcision, that done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has torn down the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing in his flesh the law of commandments and decrees. He did this to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace, and reconciling both of them to God in one body through the cross, by which he extinguished their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who are far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole building is fitted together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together into a dwelling place for God in his spirit. This is God's word. This chapter of Scripture lays out clearly and logically what God has done for us in Christ. First, Paul described our need. According to verse 1, we were dead in transgressions and sins. We were under God's wrath, according to verse 3, by nature, and we were under his wrath because we deserved his wrath for our sinful actions and lives, according to verses 2 and 3a. Second, Paul pointed us to God's amazing nature. Despite our sin, God had great love for us and is rich in mercy, both verse 4, despite the fact that we deserved justice for our sins. So since we were dead in sins, according to verse 1, God made us alive with Christ, according to verse 5, and raised us up with Christ, according to verse 6. That's a reference to the spiritual life God gave us through the gospel message. More about all that in just a second. But third... God united us with his chosen people, Israel, according to verses 11 through 22. We used to be excluded from the spiritual status the Jews had. We see that in verse 12. 
But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, according to verse 13. Christ accomplished this reconciliation for us using one means of salvation, the cross, for both Jews and Gentiles, according to verse 16, in order to make us into one body, according to verse 16, in Christ. As a result, we are God's children, just as much as any Jewish believer is. We see that in verse 19. And Christ is building us and all believers together into a holy temple for himself. We see that in verses 20 through 22. Going back to verses 4 through 9. We learn there that God has done incredible things for us in Christ. First, all that he has done for us is by grace, according to verse 5 and verse 8. God's grace is his favor that we don't deserve and could never earn. Sinners though we were and are, and unable to make our own favor with God, God just gave it to us. He gifted us new life in Christ, including the faith to trust him for it, according to verse 8. He will also give us an eternity where he will lavish us with more gifts of grace than we can possibly imagine, according to verse 7. But there's a purpose to all of this. God not only gave us this redemption for his own glory, he did it to make something great out of us. Verse 10 calls us God's handiwork. He wants to make works of holy art out of our sinful lives. How does he do this? By good works, according to verse 9. As we become more holy in our actual lives, we live more righteous lives and do more unselfish things to serve the Lord, to serve his gospel, and to serve his people. All of this displays the greatness of God, because on our own, we are incapable of becoming masterworks of holiness. This is what Jesus was getting at when he said, Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. That's Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. As we shine the light of God's glory through the changes and holiness in our life, it points people to the power of God. So let's shine God's light through our good works today. All, of course, by His grace. I hope you have a great day and that the Lord's light shines through the works in your life. And I'll see you next time. May God bless you.